The Pass Holder Lounge is open once again, and I am so excited to welcome you in. Hello, everyone. It's Justin Monorail coming to you once again from my favorite lounge, the Pass Holder Lounge. And tonight I'm sitting in the Millennium Falcon. Look at this beautiful background I've got going on behind me. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If you're listening later on Podbean or Apple or Google or Stitcher or, or Spotify, wherever it may be, you can't see the background but you can always come to YouTube and see it later. I would encourage you to do so because one of the very fun things about this show is interacting with the people that are in the chat, not just for me, but for you all as well. And you can do that every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., just like we're going to do right now tonight. Also, you can keep track of everything if you want to know what's going on with the Passholder Lounge throughout the week. I am on Twitter at the PHL pod and I have an Instagram, the Pass, the Passholder Lounge podcast. So follow me everywhere. My and my and my, you know, my personal stuff is just an underscore monorail everywhere. I've got that right here up on the screen. You can follow me and, and we'll have a good time. But tonight we're going to chat with our friend Nate, who is here. He's come a long way for this conversation because very recently he was up amongst the stars traveling on the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon if you will. He was visiting faraway stars. He was experiencing mis mysterious powers. And I think he probably got to meet some really cool characters as well and eat some cool food, have some cool drinks. We're going to talk about all that. So let's bring him on right now. You know him. You love him. It is our friend, Nate. Nate, welcome to the Passholder Lounge. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's oh, great man. to be back and back in Earth. You know, I would say that, you know, you are, but looking behind you, it looks like you're above Earth right now. You are back on the starship, it looks like. I had to get back on, you know. Once you go once, you have to go twice. So I jumped back <laughs> on tonight, and uh, believe it or not, the internet's really good up here. So I'm not sure how they're doing it, but we're getting a good signal back to Earth. You've got a fantastic signal, I have to admit, and I do appreciate that. Um, but Nate, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so excited to talk to you about this, you know. Uh, you gave me a, a a little heads up that you were going to be taking this voyage on the Halcyon, and 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 we scheduled, we pre-scheduled. We we're like, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. We have to, we have to. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars guy. Like it's it's something that I've loved my whole life. You would think that I would be a target audience for this, and I'm just going to tell you early on, I, I I think I still need some convincing to do this thing because. It has a, health, a hefty price tag. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you know, if we want to get a monorail fam adventure up into the galaxy, how many people can you get in one of those rooms? Can we pile 10 people in there? Oh, sure. If so, of course. <laughs> if so maybe I can do it. Maybe I can justify it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So, anyway, I'm hoping that our conversation tonight is going to help me. But uh, before we really dive into it, Nate, um, how have you been doing? What's been going on in your world? I know, I know you've been um, coming coming back and and, and uh, doing some creating on your own. So, talk about what you've got going on 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 your social medias and in your creator world. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I'm back on social media after a, a disappearance act. You know, as a magician, mm -hmm. I took away for like, disappeared for a little bit and came back. Uh, but as you can see, my handles there is at uh, at it, at it's Nate Bishop. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that fun stuff. But yeah, I'm back doing some fun things uh, here and there. 
uh, actually uh, officially a Disney vacation planner. Can't say the travel agent word, but we'll go with vacation planner. Mm -hmm. uh, doing vacations for people, whether it's cruise lines and whatnot, and anywhere else in the world, whether you want to travel to Italy, you know, Japan, you name it, I probably can get you there. Give me a shout. Happy to help any way I can. And hang out with cool people like you. I mean, it's always good to come back on, you know, see friends in the podcast world and talk about uh, the different adventures we get to go on and, and experience. So, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm thrilled to have you back and I'm glad you're back on social media too, because you're always a wonderful follow on, on all of the outlets. And, uh, and definitely I, I would just say, you know, if, if there's a country or, or a location out there, that's got a Disney park, then, then we can chat about, uh, taking a trip and, and I'll give you a call. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Uh, before we get too far into it, one thing I want to do is I, I always like to have a, a nice tasty beverage with me tonight and I didn't pre pour mine. I'm having a, a Kona Brewing Company longboard tonight, and of course, it's doing something funky with my green screen as usual. Um, but I picked this one because last weekend I traveled up to Knoxville to visit my parents and help them out with a few things. And while I was there, they they have a, a few shows that they watch on like regular rotation. One of those being Hawaii Five O, the the new one, um, which I had never watched myself. And I sat down and watched a couple episodes and I noticed there was a lot of strategic placing of Kona Brewing Company beer uh, on that show. So in honor of my parents in Hawaii Five-0, we're having some longboard tonight. Liquid Aloha, Ooh. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's good stuff. If you haven't had it, of course, you can always get it at the Poly. They mm -hmm. serve it up at Trader Sam's or Ohana, any of those places. Nate, do you have a tasty beverage with you tonight or are you sticking to water like my recent boring guests? <laughs> <laughs> usually on tuesday it is water but knowing i was coming to the passholder lounge i had to step up my game you know yeah. i knew you could ask that question so i am enjoying a nice pour of bourbon here i'm sure oh, you can nice. see in the camera nope it's there it goes invisible there it is there it is um so we're joined tonight a little uh pour of coalition from kentucky oh. and i actually looked this up because i knew you were going to ask me this question i want to be prepared as all can be so it's actually a bourbon that is aged in a wine barrel from bordeaux Wow. Yeah. Fancy. Fancy. You, be, you better stick that pinky up when you're drinking that bourbon, Nate. Oh, two go up every time, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's a, that's a tasty beverage. And I see it looks like you're drinking it um, straight yep. on the rock. Not on the rocks. No, no. rocks. Okay. That's no need to water it down. Just a good, you know, a sipper tonight. A sipper as we go through and, and, and chat. Gotcha. Well, I've got that locked and loaded. And if you happen to say the password tonight... I also have fireball by my side, so we'll see if that happens. But uh, um, Nate, I'm ready to get into it. I'm ready to talk about All this. Right. So I want to start. And I know, by the way, chat, if you've got questions as we go, make sure you get them in there. I'll try to keep an eye on it. Too bad I don't have somebody that can produce <laughs> the show for me because that'd be very helpful. But um, any questions for Nate, get them in there and, and I'll try to, to get them uh, responded to by our special guest of honor tonight. So uh, oh, also, I'm using my my cup that I got at the Rays Ooh. game last year since uh, spring training is kicking off. Um, so, all right, Nate, let's talk about mm -hmm. let's just start at the beginning, the, the yeah. arrival process, because, you know, if you look at the Galactic Star Cruiser from the outside, it is not something special to look at. I mean, uh, I don't know what you mean by that at all. It's a <laughs> well, beautiful, beautiful building. <laughs> it looks like uh, I'll just say it a prison. It's a it's a big concrete rectangle um, that doesn't look you know too impressive, but but I think that's 
part of the experience, right? Because you're not supposed to be mm -hmm. there when you arrive to the physical building. So mm -hmm. yeah, just talk about that process. What was that like? It was different. It's actually very orderly and very slow. So it's actually one of those things where they tell you not to arrive to a certain time, mm -hmm. but also you want to be there right when it starts so you don't miss anything. So it's like trying to balance out like what time do you leave the hotel and what time you get there. But when you arrive, it's just like arriving at a cruise terminal. It's kind of weird. Like you kind of go through security, you get there, there's a, you know, concierge person to take your luggage and check you in and you get your special magic band and take oh. your, you know, oh Wait yeah. Wait a minute, time out. Oh yeah. A special magic band. Yeah. You get, is this like an exclusive magic band you only get on the Halcyon? It is exactly that. And oh. it's the magic band that I wear every time at Disney now because I feel like I'm special. Oh, sure. Know. Yeah. Do you have it with you? Can you demonstrate? I do. I have to jump off camera. Oh, okay. Well, don't do that right now. Well, maybe we'll do. <laughs> if 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 you say the magic word, maybe I'll I'll send you on an errand while I'm taking my shots. But um, <laughs> but no, that's okay. That's really cool. Okay. All right. Sorry to interrupt. I just I love magic bands and knowing that there's an exclusive one. Okay. That's that's a point. That is a check mark in the moving Justin towards maybe wanting to do this someday. Okay. We had another point right away. They put your name on the magic band too. Okay. Yeah. Even better. So even, it's not just like a generic magic band that they hand to you. No, it's one already personalized to you when you arrive. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you get there and then, yeah, you do your little check-in, you know, fun security stuff, you know, make sure you're not carrying any, not carrying too many lightsabers or, you know, too many <laughs> blasters on. You're only allowed one each. So, you know, you don't want to get two, two out there, um, but just make sure everyone's safe. Go through a little safety briefing and then you go on the pod up, which is probably the, it's a fun experience that you probably have had. If you've ever done the hydrolators back in the day at Live and Seas, okay. if you've ever gone to Space 220 and gone yeah. up to that restaurant, you've gone on the pod up to the Star Cruiser. This is, this is exactly what I was going to ask. It, d d would you also compare it to um, the first ride vehicle you get on when you're riding Rise of the Resistance, the one that gets captured by the Imperials and pulled into the Star Destroyer? Is it similar to that or is it really more similar to just uh, the hydrolator elevator situation. More similar to the hydrolator feel. Okay. And, okay. Or even if you're a Universal fan, similar to uh, Green Gods, when you go down gotcha. the elevator shaft. That gotcha. kind of feel. Okay. I Okay, I got you. Um, I, I do have another question. Yeah. Um, so you talked about you're allowed to bring a lightsaber, which I know you were, you're telling a joke, but also people do bring mm -hmm. their props, right? Yeah. Are, and you're allowed to bring a blaster? Is that true? Like, I'm obviously not a real gun, but like, are you allowed to bring black? Because sometimes places are weird about even bringing fake guns. Can you can you bring a blaster? If it's part of your costume and it can be distinguished as not real, then yes. Okay. Okay. All they right. will put everything through metal detectors and everything like that to ensure that you know safety is there. Definitely. Um, okay. But yep, if it's part of your part of your costume, let's say you're, you know you're dressing up as you know Han or something along those lines, and you're carrying you know a blaster to your side, then yeah, as long as it you know fits the uh, criteria. How many people, well, let's say percentage wise, at one point on the trip, would you say have like a costume day, like on arrival or second day? Do you, do you think most people do that or is More it like 50-50? It was over 50% and I'll be honest, I wasn't one of them and I felt kind of out of place. Really? Yeah. I feel like, oh boy, whoops, I definitely dropped the ball on this one. I should have uh, stepped up my game a little bit, but okay all yeah, right there's not a lot of red shorts and blue t-shirts you know in 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 star wars but that, that that's me i'm a random <laughs> tourist i found their way to this uh to the halcyon that's true you're, you're an earthling I um am. so that's what happens yeah 
But um, okay, that's interesting because I, I think you know I, I've seen pictures of people, particularly like on the day they arrive, you know, mm-hmm. um, in in their full getup, and I just I sort of I've always wondered like what kind of a mix it was. I feel like a little over fifty makes sense. A little over fifty percent people do that. Um, yeah, there was definitely some people that took it to the extreme. I, I can remember at least two or three people that had an outfit per meal. <laughs> which is like there's three meals a day. So you can imagine they're changing throughout the whole entire day. They have a daytime outfit. They have a dinner outfit. They have a nighttime outfit. I'm like, good God. Congratulations. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Because like, this is probably like a once in a lifetime kind of thing for a lot of people. Go all out. Um, Shannon has a question. She said, uh, did you go by yourself or were you with other people on this trip? We had the amazing room of four guys. Okay, so you nice. can just picture <laughs> what that is. So we can get to what the rooms are like and whatnot, but yeah, we got very fortunate. So there's two types of rooms. There's one with uh, one queen bed and two bunk beds. Mm-hmm. That's made for quote unquote four people. Um, but then there's also one that has a trundle bed, which okay. then you get four An beds. Bed. Yeah, yeah, we got lucky. We got four beds, so there was no uh, calling big spoon, little spoon, or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh, nope. Didn't mean to do that. I was trying to actually get rid of that comment. Sorry for people in the chat. <laughs> I, I'm still learning. I, I I know there's a way that I could get rid of that, and I just got to figure it out. Anyway, um, okay, so we talked about the shuttle up to the Halcyon. You arrive, and then what? what is it like when you first step onto the, the ship? It's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I mean, I walked in, and it's you feel like you're on a ship. I, I know, like, you know, mentally you're not technically on a ship but whatnot but you feel like you're there it's very very clean feeling um think of it you know very clean lines very bright very open um and somebody actually greets you right when you walk in so you're gonna have somebody who walks in right away they you know say hi to you they kind of give you a initial lay of the land of what's around you and kind of what to expect um and get you to your room as far as that goes and the coolest thing right away is they ask your name once and they never ask your name again, but they know your name every single time. Whoa. It's now that's crazy <laughs> how they do it. I don't know. Like I've been like, people who know me, I've been around Disney for years and like, I know Disney customer service and these people are, are just on their game. Like I've never seen before. Like we're talking concierge on a cruise ship kind of level of treatment when you're there. That's awesome to hear. I mean, of course you would expect that sort of thing because it is supposed to i think sort of be comparable like you're going Mm -hmm. on a cruise that's how it's sort of marketed so so i would expect that um i will just tell you like i'm so bad with names like i I, i'm awful with name and i just know it and and actually i'm pretty bad with faces too um unless i've met you a couple of times i will act like i'm meeting you for the first time probably and i apologize that's just how i am so obviously i'm not cut out for this sort of a job, but, but it really impresses me when people can do it. Like I I'm sure they have some sort of sort of trick mnemonic device that they do, but yeah, you are not alone. I will forget everyone's name within 10 seconds. I'll (laughs) probably know your face and I'll use the most generic terms to talk. (laughs) Hey chief. Yep, exactly. That's the, that's the path we're going down every single time. Um, or if you have a name tag, I will be the guy staring at the name tag, trying to read it and probably butchering your name because I'll say it wrong, but that's me. Um, all right. So, so you get greeted, you get the lay of the land. Yeah. What, what were your first impressions? Did you feel like you'd actually been transported onto a, a starship? It felt like I was transported and like, I'll, I mean, it might be, I'll give a little bit of the background before I got there. Like I was has very, I wasn't like, 
I was excited to go, but very hesitant too. Like it's a not a cheap thing to do. I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, I'm all about personally about value. Like, am I spending the money and getting it back in return? And so I was very much looking at like how am I get like the best out of this whole entire experience. Mm-hmm. And you know, I knew what it was from like a, a ship perspective, and I felt like right away I'm like this is gonna be kind of small feeling. It felt a little bit smaller. Like you have the big atrium gallery, which is very grand feeling. Think of like a hotel lobby, probably similar to definitely not as tall as like the wilderness lodge or anything along those lines, but from like the square footage on the ground, that kind of yeah. feel of size. Okay. okay. With That's two or three big, levels yeah. to it. Yeah, pretty good size. Um, and then they start taking out a hallway towards your room. It's just a long, narrow hallway with, you know, doors on the left and right for people to, um, you know, go to their room and whatnot. And that's all really kind of the layout. It's kind of like a square and a long kind of hallway that everything is down as far as that goes. So it's really not a lot, a ton of square footage. Okay. So like when you first see it, it doesn't feel big, but I can okay. tell you by the time we get to the end of it, you are glad it's that small and we can get into why after, but uh, okay, that's kind of um, the layout. Are all of the rooms on like the first floor? There's rooms on a couple different floors, but yeah, they're all kind of like one floor go across. There's different size rooms. I think, you know, some people get like suites and whatnot. That's not my world. I don't live in that world. <laughs> um, I'm going to split a guy. I'm going to split a room with, you know, four guys and, and hope for the best. Um, but yeah, there's definitely uh, one or two levels for the rooms. There's also crew quarters. Uh, so while a lot of people don't know is everyone on that ship is on that ship for the whole time. Meaning okay. if, all the crew members that are working with you and whatnot it's just like a regular cruise they are staying there sun up to sundown and there's somebody available 24 hours a day um just like a cruise ship yeah that makes sense i, I that that's kind of what i expected i mean you got to get that cruise ship feel and that and also that's how these people get to know yeah. the guest on the trip um and i gotta i gotta say I, i'm just gonna go back to it for a second because it, it's two nights and it's turning over and these people, I'm sure that they, you know, it, you know, they're, they're going to get a break. Maybe they, I don't, some of them, maybe they do back to backs. I don't know. But the, the crew of the ship, just having such a short period of time meeting so many people, that's just, that is so impressive to me. Um, but I wanted to ask you this question because I think it's mm-hmm. important um, as we start to talk about your experience and how you, how it uh, impacted you, how would you rate your level of Star Wars fandom? I'm probably on one to 10, 10 being like the Uber Star Wars fan. Um, I'm close to like a seven, I would say, to be fair. Okay. Like okay. I know Star Wars pretty well. You know, Star Wars with Disney, I know very well. I think, you know, you and I were there on opening day of Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Yeah, we were. I got the shirt, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> so like, that's the kind of level of fan I am um, as far as that goes. Do I read all the comic and you know graphic novels? No, I have not read to that level of depth. So if you ask me like those detailed questions, I will fail, fail horribly. I mean, sure. I mean, I made a character up and no joke to make my character up. I did it after Spaceballs because that's the only way I could remember like a good <laughs> character and tell a story. And I was nowhere near able to keep that up the whole entire time like, compared to other people. Like they started asking me detailed questions and they fail quickly, but uh or they didn't get my jokes because they're bad dad jokes. But. <laughs> that just means they didn't appreciate your humor, and I shame on them to be honest. Hey, it's all yeah, their loss, not mine. Yeah, um, Donna would like to ask: Do you pay extra for alcohol drinks? You do. Okay, you definitely pay extra for alcoholic drinks. Um, 
I am a sucker for, you know, special glasses lately. You know, if it's a tiki mug or if it's like a champagne flute that's unique. Yeah, I'm probably going to buy it. I'm a sucker. Just take my money. <laughs> so there are a couple of those on the Halcyon and I actually did get one of them. Um, so, nice. yeah, you do pay that's extra for cool. alcoholic drinks, but that's the only thing you pay extra for. Okay. Um, you know, all the food is included. I found out halfway through that all the snacks inside, like the lounge are included. You don't have to oh. pay for anything like that. That's all part of it. <laughs> were you like avoiding the snacks? Cause you're like, I was, I, was. <laughs> I was, I was being like that person. Like, I'm not going to pay extra for food. There's free food all over the place. And then the, the bartender's like, you get that for free. I'm like, Oh, I'll take the whole menu. So I ordered the whole entire menu, but <laughs> that's beside the fact. Um, <laughs> One of everything. <laughs> you got to try it. You know, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also drink gallons upon gallons of blue milk if you want to. If that's your thing or green milk and that you love it, go after it. It's yeah. not my thing. I, I do like the blue milk. Um, apparently, there is is there. I didn't even realize this was a thing. There's a captain's table you can pay yes, for? Yes, there is. Oh. So in the center of the dining room, there is a captain's table. Um, you pay an extra for it. I believe it's $25 or $50. Came on top of my head. I didn't pay for it um, that this time. It sells out very quickly. Mm -hmm. Basically, um, on each of the different nights, you get to dine with a different one of the crew members, um, whether it's the captain or somebody else that may be there on a different night. Um, if you get to dine with the captain, I think it would be very important to look them in the eyes and say, I'm the captain now. And then you get to be captain of the Halcyon. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> we have like 10 captains because of that. Yeah. Then well, you get to be captain for the day. That's the secret. They don't want you to know this. I'm giving out secrets about the Halcyon. You have to do the dinner with the captain, look them right in the eyes, and say, "I'm the captain now." And then all of a sudden, you're the captain of the Halcyon. That's how it works. <laughs> don't don't tell them I told you to do that. Um, you earlier you were mentioning special cups. I'm a sucker for special cups as well. Uh, they don't have to be fancy or glass. In fact, for me, if they blink, if there's a light in the bottom of them, you experienced Halloween Horror Nights with me, Nate. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you, yeah. Know, you know how it is. I'll probably end up buying multiple blinking cups <laughs> every time. Like, I, I ended up getting both sizes of Mardi Gras cups at Universal this year because there's a big one and a little one. They both blink. Bought them both. Got to have them. What can you do? Um, but, yeah, that sounds like something I would opt into. I mean, I'm going to be. I'm going to be buying alcohol. I might as well get a fancy glass. Oh, I'm yeah. To do that. You know, additionally, you can buy other of the glasses just in the store, which, yep, I did that too. So, like, <laughs> I I'm a sucker. I can't help it, you know? Yeah. Well, it's space glass too. It's got to be, there's, there's some extra value there. Who knows? There is, where, you know, where they crafted that glass. It could have come from the spice mines of Kessel. I think it may have. But the best part is uh, you can also get your discount too. You didn't hear that here. Oh. oh, yeah. If you're an AP or DVC member, ooh, somehow that magically works in space too. I like that. Yeah. That's good. So I have a question. You were talking earlier about your your character. Are you mm -hmm. expected to make up a character with a story when you go on the trip? You are not. It's totally up to you if you want to make up a character or not. Some of the crew members will definitely ask you about it um, and try to like, and if you do tell them different things about your character, they will remember it and they will play along with it and they will go as deep as you want to go on a backstory. If your backstory is 15 pages, they will just They'll dive in there with you. Nice. It, we're talking, I mean, pulling back the curtain a little bit, equity actors in, that are just probably a top notch for Disney. Like we're talking yeah. some of the top ones they have and they're very, very good at interacting with people. That's, um, that's and you cool. interact quite a bit with them. 
I'm sure. And I think, you know, dealing with people, if it, for those people who maybe, if you're listening to this or watching this and you haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, when you meet the cast members who are um, inhabitants of Batu, many of them have backstories that they've created for all for their um, characters on planet. So if you talk to them, a lot of times you'll find out like uh, you know where they're from. You know they'll they'll give you a story about their family, all this kind. Of, it's it's really interesting. So um, that's one of the cool things that I don't think enough people probably take advantage of is like talking. Uh, to folks when you're in Batu, but it sounds like you can get plenty of that when you're on the Star Cruiser, which I would mm -hmm. expect no less. So that's that's really cool. Um, Donna has another question, and I love mm -hmm. food questions. She wants to know, are the meals good, and are they all you can eat? Yes and yes. Um, I'm a foodie by nature. I think you know this. That I, like, I love food. Serena, my wife, loves food, and that's the kind of what we live for. And this was... I thought this is an area that they, if they want to, could have, quote-unquote, skimped on and they didn't like this is a small enough group of people on a cruise ship that the food is beyond good I, I was actually impressed about how well they did with each one of the meals and what they made um you know from seafood to steak to chicken to everything in between and every other name that i got wrong that i'm not gonna say because i'll mess it up um it's all in there and it's very good quality you know if you you know they do meals different times of the day like you can get you know when you're on Batu, you get lunch. So if you want to go to Dock and Bay 7, you can. But if you're not on Batu during lunch on that day, at, you know, in port, you can have a buffet, you know, back on Star Cruiser. Oh, or nice. if you're like me and just like to eat, you have lunch on Batu and then you go back for the buffet to <laughs> try it all out. You can do that yeah. too. Um, yeah. And it's all very good. It's all fantastic. I was, like I said, thoroughly impressed at the quality of food that they were putting out. Um, that's awesome. That. That's really good to hear. And and the food looks unique. I love the presentation. I've seen a lot of pictures of the food. Were mm -hmm. there was there anything that um when you saw it just like for I'm thinking specifically about the blue shrimp or mm -hmm. or anything that you saw it and you're like, "Ugh, I'm not sure that maybe freaked you out a little bit or were you just like all gung-ho for all of it? You're like, "Let's do it. I'm trying everything." I just tried everything. I mean, I eat everything in real life good. so yeah. like nothing kind of catches me off guard and i'm like just go for it i don't know 100 what this is but we're gonna try it if it's good <laughs> it's good if it's not it's not i mean i will say like yes they make a lot of things look different but for the vast majority they're all approachable for most people and if there's something you want more of you can just say it or if you have a special dining requirement they can 100 accommodate it good. um you yeah. know we had people that didn't eat you know, I think seafood um, in my group. So on the nights that there was a portion of seafood, you know, meant to be split, they just brought extra, you know, in this case, Bantha um, for them and Ronto so they could have other things to, to eat as well and more of it. And we just kept on asking for those type of things. So I feel like the food in Galaxy's Edge is one of the things that they've done an amazing job with. Like from day one, I, I thought Docking Bay 7 was great. I'm a huge fan of Ronto wraps. Um, I, I like all the little bites and things that you can get in Oga's cafe. So Oga's cantina, <laughs> she has a cafe too. Why not? Why not? Um, Oga's cantina. But like, um, that was one of the things that I, that I feel like was, um, even a step up on, you mm -hmm. know, on the galactic star crew, just, just from afar and looking at what people were talking about and the pictures I've seen, uh, yeah. what was there any, anything that you would say was a highlight, like a favorite food item that you'd love to have more of? That's a good, so there are some 
really good things and things that I think I knew that were going to be good. were going to be good. Like all the meals, like the Bantha, which is, you know, like a short rib kind of thing or uh, whatnot. It's, it's, it's all very good. But some of the things that looked very simple caught me off guard, how good they were. Like, I don't really get like too excited about a grilled cheese and tomato soup. Like I like it, you know, if it's a cold yeah. winter day, yeah, sign me up. But you know, if I'm on a, you know, galaxy far, far away, I'm not going to think about like, you know, grilled cheese and tomato soup, but the right. way they did it was just fantastic. I was actually very surprised. Like they elevated it to a much different level, mm -hmm. but it's still enjoyable. So like things like that kind of what, what caught me off guard. I mean, you will find some of the similar things that you would see at galaxy's edge. So for example, you will see some tip yip, you will see things, which is chicken. Mm -hmm. uh, you will see some of the ribs, for example, from Dock and Bay seven, those will show up for like, and those usually show up during like the lunch meals. Mm -hmm. um, dinner's very, is very much by itself, not like anything else um, as far as that goes. That's good to know. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense too. Like you, you get more of the sort of, I would say standard fare for lunch, but you get the nice elevated stuff for dinner. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, how about, uh, well, do they, do they have any drinks that are unique to the Halcyon that like you can't get in Ogus Cantina? They all are unique to the Halcyon. Oh, so it's nice. a whole different drink menu across the board. Nice. Um, there's no carryovers from Ogus. Um, but when you That's go great. to your trip to bat, you know, bad to, you, you can easily get a reservation to Ogus. They just will hook you up with it. They'll hook you up. Nice. Yeah. As well. They should, you yeah. are a VIP at that point. So, um, okay. So I know Donna's asking about activities. We're going to, I, mm -hmm. I have an order of, of questions in my mind. We're going to get to the activities. We haven't yet talked about the rooms and I feel like we got to talk about that. Um, so talk about, uh, your room. So you had four guys Mm -hmm. As and I can just tell you, as as a person um, looking back on my time going to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opening day, it was three adult men who shared a little mermaid room at the Art of Animation. And I can just tell you, not enough room, not a great experience, not in the room. It was a great time, but room wise, not so much. So, I mean, you had four guys in a, in a Galactic Star Cruiser room. Um, talk about the room and then, and then how did you feel like it was comfortable for the four adult men? The room, the, the question that everybody wants to know about, cause it looks like a, it looks like a prison cell sometimes on pictures, Yeah, you know, especially with the orange. Um, the room is <laughs> nice. I will, I will, I say it's like the best room on Disney property. Oh no, no, it's not like, you, you know, there's definitely some nice rooms on Disney property. Um, it's meant to be designed like a cruise ship room and it is, it's definitely bigger than a cruise ship room, but it definitely feels like a cruise ship style of room. So um, it's tight. It's, it's tight. Yeah. There's definitely like limited space. They don't expect you to bring like, you know, four weeks worth of luggage on, on board kind of thing. You know, if you have a bunch of luggage, then definitely it feels a little crowded, but I say this at the same point, the beds were ridiculously comfortable. Um, I slept on the trundle bed. So give people an idea. I'm about six feet tall. I'm a grown adult sleeping on a, you know, twin trundle bed out of a wall. So you can imagine <laughs> what that is like. Um, and it was actually, the bed itself was very comfortable. Um, I only hit my head once, which is good. Knocked myself out cold, which is fantastic. Yeah. But the room itself was actually very nice. The bathroom was huge. So like, that's something that I think is really important if you're sharing a room. Like yeah. the shower was, I couldn't even imagine how big the shower was. Like if you've been in any of the deluxe rooms at Disney, and have the walk-in shower it's like one and a half of those like whoa it goes deeper than you expect You're like wow that's actually a really big shower um and then there's like a, a small area for a sink and, and whatnot 
but the that's great. I mean, that that just means you can double up on the showers, right? So like, ultimately, yeah, I think do it. it, No, two at a time. Bring it. Come on, (laughs) save time. You know, it's all about efficiency. Save time, save water. well, um, if you want, does it, if you does want a it bath, do, that's not going to happen. But. <laughs> does it do the separation where you actually have like a toilet in a separate like area from the shower? Yes, it does. Okay. It okay, separates good. it out and it actually has all the H2O products in it right now. That might change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all included inside of it. I will say the bunk beds, if you're adults, can fit adults inside of them. Even though the pictures show that they're a smaller cutout. Yeah. We had two adult uh, men that were about 5'10". Oh, and they both okay. were able to go in and sleep in there, no problem. Um, so that's definitely one of those things. I will say yeah. if you're going with a group of four and you're flipping a coin for beds, try to lean your own way to get the queen bed. That's much sure. much much more roomy. Yeah. The other cool thing they do inside of it is kind of like kind of like your own Siri. Um, but there's uh you have your own robot inside the room that can answer questions for you. Nice. Um it's all part of like kind of like the Hey Disney thing that you're seeing come out now that's over at Polynesian or you know, any of those kind of AI talking bots and they give you a full spiel when you get in there which is about four or five minutes of them just talking to you which is kind of cool oh wow okay and and you've got like a a porthole looking out into the stars that is it it, would you so my experience with that um would be thinking about the experience of space 220 so you're sitting there you're looking out into the star field and there's stuff happening out there Did, did you see like were there passing ships like what did you see out your window Great question. Um, yeah, it's definitely, you see everything. Meaning for a fact, if the ship is going to go into light speed, the port in your room will show light speed. If the um, first order is flying by, you will see the first order flying by. If you're going through an asteroid field, you'll see an asteroid, asteroid field. So it, it matches up and marries up with everything that's going on the ship. So every porthole, whether it's in a room or in the main areas of the uh, ship, all kind of are in sync in a way That's cool. and giving you the perspective of what actually is going on. So you won't see the same view as you would like on the bridge. It'll be that view, but it's skewed to where you are on the ship to look at in that area. Okay. That's really cool. That's awesome. Actually. Um, I didn't even really think about that, but yeah, of course, like you're going to be going to light speed and, and it's all like part of the story, part of the travel. And so it's cool that they incorporate that into the rooms. That's a nice little detail. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that, I, I, the rooms are not important. I, I sounds weird for me to say. I mean, I know we all need to sleep, but I the only time we spent as, in the rooms were the eight hours we slept at night. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's one of those things. Like, there's so much to do, and we we'll get into it. But there's so much to do that you spend very little time actually in the room. Like, there's a TV, and I have no idea why. I am hmm. not sure who is spending money to go on this and watch TV, but I'm sure people do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, well, that's, I feel like it's a fair question. Donna's asking if there's room service available. Like I I was wondering if, if, you know, so say you did this and maybe one of your party members like just felt ill, I guess they could be in the room. Would they, Mm -hmm. would you, would they be able to order food to the room? Uh, Yeah. There's somebody, there's always a a person around that can help you bring anything to the room that you need or answer any of your questions. You can definitely have that happen. Um, If whatever reason you want to just take a mental break, which trust me, you probably want a mental break once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And Lewis wants to know if it's a regular TV. What kind of TV you got in there? Oh, it's an RCA tube. It's fantastic. <laughs> Which makes sense because this was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. No, no, it's, um, a, it's a regular functioning uh, flat screen TV. We had actually, when I did it, it was the World Series. Um, and we, one of our 
one of my travel mates was a huge Phillies fan. So we threw the game on for like 20 minutes at the end of the night for him to watch it. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's talking about like, where are they showing? But yeah, you, it sounds like you've got access to channels, earth channels, yep, uh, terrestrial channels. Um, okay. So yeah, I mean, it makes it like you wouldn't expect that you're, this this isn't about like hanging out in the room this is about getting out and doing the activities right so i think now we can start talking a little bit about those activities donna mm-hmm. wanted to know about and i'll tell you this is sort of one of my big hesitations about doing the galactic star cruiser because i felt like i didn't want so much of my day to be planned out step by step you know every little moment is is scheduled and you've got to be in this place and do this thing so I like how does that work exactly? Especially with, I guess there are what a hundred rooms I think on the ship, give um, or take. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, how do you get a do you get a pre uh, ordained itinerary or or how do you get to opt into the things you want to do? How does it work? I mean, at the end of the day, you can do whatever you want. If you want to partake a little bit, you can partake a little bit. If you want to go full fledged the deep end, you can go full fledged into the deep end. Mm-hmm. Um, from my perspective, I drank the Kool-Aid. I dove into the deep end. I just said, if I'm the, here, the space Kool-Aid, the space Kool-Aid. Yeah. The blue milk, the blue <laughs> milk. I drank it. I, you know, I injected into my, through an IV. I, I did everything. I wanted to make sure like, <laughs> Hey, if I'm here, I'm going to do this, um, kind of thing. And ultimately, yeah, I mean, it's, it, are things planned? Yeah. You'll have certain things planned. Your lightsaber training will be planned. Your bridge training will be planned. Um, you know, there'll be certain times they recommend that you go certain places because you want to partake or see something that's going to be very pivotal to the overall experience. So, like, this is by no means like a hotel. It's not, it's an, it's a full-fledged experience. It's kind of like if you went to like medieval times, you are one of the knights on, you know, the main floor and you are fighting, you know, and partaking, you are playing a key role in the overall story from for those 48 hours you're part of the story to whatever level you feel comfortable with um so that's something that you know kind of keep in mind when you look at this so everything's planned through your phone which is kind of the data pad for you so that's where you get a lot of communication from different members of the crew and whatnot letting you know where to meet what to do things to do, things to try, things along those lines. And they'll also communicate with you through there when different events are happening. Then there'll be off script events also that are not in your data pad that are the super secret missions, you know, like behind the scenes kind of stuff that you want to partake in. Those are usually for really small, small groups of people too. But there's different storylines. So this is not kind of, this people may know this or not know it, but there are multiple storylines going on all at one time. And from what I was told, there's about six different storylines you could end up falling into, six different tracks that you can end up oh, going interesting. down. Interesting. So depending on like how you answer questions, how you interact with people, it changes what activities you're doing and, and, and what you're doing. The only thing that stays formalized is your lightsaber training, your bridge training. Okay. So those are those are like the big, like the the mainstays that are gonna happen no matter what. But otherwise it's it sounds like it can vary. So I guess I thought. I thought maybe ahead of time you told them, oh, I'm interested in doing this thing, this thing, this thing. And then they gave you like a schedule. But but really, it, it's it's more along the lines of it just goes with the flow of whatever your story is. It sounds yeah. Like. So like, no joke, I got on board and I had no idea what was going on. Like I am like, I, I, I'm naturally an introvert. Um, 
go figure. Um, but so like, for me to like walk out and just start really talking to people is something I usually don't do unless it's like, you know, for, for a particular reason. Um, but so I'm sitting there trying to figure out what is it that I need to do on this? Like, how does this all kind of begin? How is this kind of, you know, start like, and people already had stuff going onto their phones and they were responding, they're around doing things I'm like, I am totally missing out. What the <laughs> heck is going on? So like, I looked at the phone, I got nothing. I'm like, okay. So then I started pushing buttons and trying different things around the, you know, the ship. And then all of a sudden things just started happening. Whoa. And they started to cascade from there. And I will say that the whole entire adventure is a giant FOMO kind of experience. Like you don't want to be in your room because you have so much fear of like, I'm going to miss something that's important. Like, cause I got so deeply into the storyline that I didn't want to miss anything or, you know, I was constantly trying to find what's going on, what's, where's this going, who's doing what, how is this going to impact our journey, all those kind of things that before you know, it, you're just part of it. And yeah. you're not really thinking that things are quote unquote scheduled or okay. pre-planned because they're just naturally occurring in a sequence that you don't really realize is actually happening um until there's things that pop up and say hey you want to be here and here at these certain times because yeah. something cool going to happen wow yeah I, I wondered about that too because i you know for those that haven't seen it or maybe you have um there there have been some videos that have come out about some like plot points like story moments on the ship um and and we're trying to be non-spoilery with this conversation so we're not really going to say much but but this particular moment that i've seen a lot is like a it's like a battle right it's a fight mm -hmm. between uh, one of your favorite uh, aspiring Jedi and a bad guy. And um, I've seen that a few times and I wonder like, do they do that multiple times? Or is it one of those things where it's like, you need to be here at this time because there's an event and then that happens. So it sounds like it's more the latter. Yeah. It's more the latter and everybody's stories come together at those moments. So like okay. when the big things happen and big moments are occurring we'll call them you know staged you know events that are going to happen yes every fun story brings them there at the same time do you have to go absolutely not if you don't want to go you don't have to go there's nothing that you have to do when you're on the ship but like you're not going to have there's nothing else going on at the ship at the same time to say that there's no reason for you not to be there yeah. um as far as that goes so you will see those moments um that lead to them. What's interesting is how Disney does it is everyone's storyline plays into a part to make that happen. So oh. like when you're there, you're, you're seeing it from your perspective of what your storyline has been going on from. Mm -hmm. And there's different people around you that have different stake in the game Yeah, for different storylines that pertain to them. And then you have no idea what actually is happening um, with other people's stories. Like in our room, we had people, we had four people and three people had different, three different storylines. Wow. And like, that's crazy. I, I, like you, I, thought, I honestly thought your group would be together doing everything. No. Wow. You're, you're kind of, I mean, if you're with the, you know, with, with a little guy or a little one, yeah. Um, or if you want to do it together, you absolutely can. You can just answer the questions the same way and kind of go through it together. Mm -hmm. But if you do it as an independent person, you, you it just splits off, splits off all kinds yeah. of different directions. Well, that's, that sort of answers this question. So, so Donna was asking how you get placed in the groups just by your phone. It sounds like it's really all interactive storytelling and that's how you get placed on your path. Correct. Um, and yeah. you'll even interact with characters and have a conversation with them and they'll get to know you and they'll try to recruit you. Mm -hmm. And you have to make the decision if whether or not you want to be recruited by them or maybe you don't want to be recruited by them. Maybe you want to be recruited by somebody else. So you play along, but you don't really, it's that kind of like level of role-playing. Wow.
That's really interesting. So I do feel like you mentioned you're, you tend to be sort of an introverted person. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I wonder it, when I've heard about this, I mean, even from the beginning, I just wondered, is this going to be something that's for everybody? Because it does seem like it could be something that people just, you know, I'm a, I don't, I don't want that much like individual attention. Um, Donna asked earlier, can you step back and just watch the activities or do you have to do them? Like, can you can you sort of like follow along the story, but not necessarily be the person that's doing the things? You will see if you follow along the story, yeah, you'll see a lot of the big, you know, sequences that do happen throughout the whole entire and you'll have a good idea of what's really happening. Like you won't be like out there in right field going, I don't know what's going on if I'm not, you know, yeah. playing along. There were definitely people like that on the ship that, you know, maybe the spouse or the the kids or, or somebody in the group was the bigger Star Wars fan. The other person's just there for moral support and check out the lounge. Yeah. Um, those are definitely people like that. And they also knew what was going on. They they weren't like left out per se. Um, so you can definitely kind of lay back, let other people get more hands on with it. Um, yeah. So you get do more vice versa. Like passive experience i guess yeah. but yeah that, I, I yeah that i think that was a good question donna because that's something i do feel like if you had a hesitation or like oh, i feel a little like socially anxious or whatever this is something you could still go do and you don't necessarily have to be the person that's like you, you don't have to be playing the main character you could be sort of passively participating so that's that's cool i, I wondered about that too so that was mm -hmm. a good question yeah yeah absolutely Lewis, you ask a question. How did you find the length? It seems really short. I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that. Can you clarify that question? Um, and then Donna asked, can you do the same activities over and over again? It it, it sort of sounds to me like uh, it, it's all like an activity tr triggers the next thing. So I don't it doesn't sound like you'd repeat the same activities. Is, is that right? You won't necessarily repeat the same activities. You may do several things like twice because it plays into what your character and responsibilities um, would fall into. Um, but you will not, you, you, you don't just go back and do lightsaber training twice. Um, yeah. Right. As okay. far as that goes. But yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. So like, if you really enjoyed the lightsaber training, you're not going to do that twice. Yeah. And this is like, I think where sometimes it's very confusing. Like it was for me. Um, it's like a cruise, but it's not a cruise. So like, you know, if you go on a cruise ship, like, Disney trivia is like every day at 3 p.m., 4 p.m., and 5 p.m. at different areas of the ship. Right. It's not quite like that. So this is like a from the moment you get on the ship to the moment you get off. It's a full-fledged story. Yeah, and it's progressive. Kind of, yeah. yeah, it's a progressive whole entire story. And if you picture kind of like a timeline, the timeline goes along and there's branches that break out at different mm -hmm. points. So they're all different storylines, but there are certain points say, in inflection where they all come back and meet together and they break back out and come back yeah. together to the very end. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Okay, I get it. Um, it, it okay, I, I wanted to ask you this. Uh, <laughs> were there any particular activities that you participated in that were your like favorite or like a big surprise? Or um, Yeah, let's, let's start there because then I have a follow-up. <laughs> so I think there's two of them actually, and they're the two obvious ones, but there's I, I can go into other ones after. Um, the bridge train is more fun than they let on. Like, I don't think like I saw the videos before, you know, with the marketing videos and all those kind of things. And it really didn't, I think, resemble like how much fun it was. Like, okay. if you're a kid, like, or an adult like me now, I shouldn't say kid, I'm not a kid anymore. Just went hard. We're all um, kids. We're big yeah. kids. <laughs> 
if you grew up playing like you know our old school arcade games like you know pac-man you know those type of things you're gonna love the bridge you're just gonna be addicted to it because that's like kind of that feel it's like old school arcade games that you're doing different activities and and doing different things with it and it's a ton of fun what really impressed me is like the lightsaber training how real it felt like and it's not just the training because so there's like they line you up in groups to give you an idea and there's like you're in the front with the lightsaber there's people behind you and you would think people behind you wouldn't do anything but they're given the shield to like if you miss it they're meant there to block it so oh. put a actual you know hole into the ship so everybody partakes but when it, when it actually it works it hits the lightsaber the whole thing kind of shakes it vibrates oh. you can feel it and like the videos they show are very um slow yeah yeah that's the beginner part when they train you it gets a little bit faster and harder towards the end we'll, we'll yeah. leave it at that so you can have a lot of fun with those two things i feel like there's something about that particular probably a lot of the things on the house that, that wouldn't even translate to video like it'd be one of those things you need to see and participate in person definitely i think that's the hardest thing that disney is struggling with right now is how to promote it because obviously with, without giving away the big plot points and stuff yeah exactly there's tons of videos out there if you want to go look on youtube you'll, you'll find the video about whatever point you want but if you want to go in there and be surprised and really that's what i went in i didn't know all the details by any stretch of the imagination you know they don't really tell you a lot what's going on and the the way they market it they try to show you absolutely nothing which makes it a hard sale in my opinion it's hard to sell something that you can't really show a lot of detail on yeah can I just tell you one of the things that made me laugh early on when they were promoting the Halcyon was the um, the atmosphere simulator, which <laughs> Donna Donna asked this earlier. She asked if there's an outside space patio. The answer is not a space patio, but the the um, atmosphere sim simulator is just going outside, <laughs> which I found to be hilarious. It's just that's very funny to me. You totally need it though. It's crazy. Like if you've ever been to a like a casino, mm -hmm. and like you lose track of what time of the day it is, you're yeah. walking around, you're breathing, you know, recycle oxygen yeah. that's been <laughs> like you know recycled 14 times. You're under you know lights all day. Yeah. At some point, you're like, wait, what time? I'm exhausted. What time is it? Oh, it's 7 p.m. Oh yeah. my god, what the heck is going on? Like, it's crazy. Like how much you you don't lose track of time, but like how much they pack into the 48 hours yeah um as far as that goes like it, 48 hours is like it sounds short when i tell you it ver verbally i couldn't imagine being there for 72. like yeah i next day i would got off and i went and took a nap like and i don't nap i was exhausted like, <laughs> you're not a napper i love a good nap i can't do it just can't do it <laughs> Naps are great. Naps are one of those things you don't appreciate until you're older. Well, most of us don't appreciate until we're older, but you're you're forced to do it like when you're in kindergarten and stuff and you're just miserable. Nobody wants to nap at that time. You're full of energy and life. And uh, and then they make you nap. And then at this point in life, you never get nap time. And that's when you want it. And it's not fair. Um, okay, so we answered Lewis's question about the, the length of the stay. Um, do you Donna Donna wants to know if you need good vision? to participate in the activities that's a good question if you can read your phone you should be fine so that, that's the one thing i will say it's very phone heavy um there's a lot that goes on in the data pad it's how you communicate with a lot of the different characters when you're not physically communicating with them um it's how they assign you different missions to go on to do different things that impact the storyline so like your phone will die and like 
I was actually impressed that Z thought about this, that they're basically going to kill your phone with, with this app and mm-hmm. they give you backup batteries for free. So oh, if you, nice. if your phone's dying, get back a battery, plug it in, that dies, you get another one, plug it back in. And I will say the app is very good. Um, like we all know Disney technology with like my Disney experience and <laughs> everything in between, which, Hey, it's, it could be better. Well, um, I mean, it's almost like we have a recent example with maybe a, a, a restaurant that dropped reservations today. And, uh, there was a little bit of an issue there with people that tried to get reservations <laughs> to the rodeo roundup barbecue. I don't know yeah. what you mean by that. You mean at five 30 this morning, people weren't just going crazy. Come on. I'm just saying. Yeah. So Disney has a history there. They do, but this app is, is different. Like you, you actually have no access to it. It uses the Play Disney app, and they only turns on when you have the Star Cruiser um, linked to it. That's but cool. it's very quick, very fast, very responsive, um, and no issues with that. That's great. Okay, so we're running short on time. So, so there are a couple big questions, and and yeah. actually, Tony, thank good, Tony, you are dead on, man. This is this is <laughs> this is exactly where I was going because the first question is, would you do it again? Is it repeatable? So as I mentioned, there are six storylines, so it's very repeatable. And depending on who you are, if you're like me, you know what you did the first time. You probably try something different to get a different storyline, a different experience. Would I do it again? Well, I am doing it again. So I guess the answer hey, is yes. The answer is there yes. you go. Did, so, yeah, you I'm expect, actually... did you expect when you were going the first time that it was something you would go back to, or were you expecting this was a one and done? I didn't expect to go on go on again. I was yeah. very concerned that I wouldn't get my money's worth out of it, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, if people like ask me, like, is it worth it from a cost perspective? It's a, it's a very, to me, yeah, a very loaded a question. Um, it it's is, a tough yeah. one to answer. Yeah. Cause like the price point's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. Even when you split it with four guys, it's still, you know, not cheap. Um, if it was my money and I hadn't gone to Europe, if I hadn't done things like that, then I would definitely would. Um, I mean, the, to go cool things like you get to you know hang out with Chewbacca or you know do those types of things try and get the keyword there and I failed dang you thought it was Chewbacca I did I really did <laughs> no one knew I thought it was gonna be Chewy I, I really love did I do love Chewy but no it's I'm surprised you haven't said it yet honestly actually and I will say no one in the chat said it either so just FYI uh, but definitely do those type of things first if it's on if it's on your bucket list this is kind of one of those things that's like uh definitely the icing on the cake okay kind of way I put it uh, what was, uh, I want to ask this the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you talked about the bridge experience, which sounds mm-hmm. great. Aside from that, what would you say was the, the highlight of the, this experience for you? Honestly, the storyline, like, as I mentioned, like I'm, I'm an introvert. Like I, I don't get into like LARPing. I, I, I don't, I, I had to look up, I had to Google the term on the ship to understand what it was. Like, it's just <laughs> not who I am. <laughs> Like it's not really my thing, and I was surprised how much fun I had on this. Yeah. Like there was like I was smiling from ear to ear. I had such a good time, and they do such a fantastic job with the interactions and the characters and the story development. If you enjoy like Disney for Disney storytelling and customer service, this knocks you out of the park. This probably yeah. might be one of the the best things they're doing right now outside outside the cruise ships in my opinion wow that's that's a that's a big statement that's a big endorsement nate so i know get the gold seal and i trust your opinion on this um do you know if your voyage was sold out do you know if it was a full ship 
they don't tell you that i can tell you that when we were in the main you know lobby area or the main um gathering areas it was full meaning like there were people yeah. you know not necessarily uh packed together nuts to butts but you know <laughs> definitely a good amount of people <laughs> uh did you do both rides on batu did you do falcon and and uh, rise i did falcon i did rise and i will say that i originally thought because i go to disney fairly frequently um so i think i, I figured you know batu i've done a lot of stuff like what what's there really going to be to do on the port day yeah yeah there's a ton to do like i actually it's similar to the bounty hunter game that i think they're doing right now yeah um it's a little bit different but you run around and do a lot of different things like you actually go around and interact with different people you know within the land you do different things that make things happen within the land kind of like similar to ducktales or the kim possible back in the day so like give me a better appreciation for batu and a better appreciation for how big it was like yeah give you an idea i did about four miles of walking in batu well doing okay. stuff yeah so you you get a you move along quite a bit to to do different things and it's a full time if you actually do everything gotcha okay well i will say nate this conversation has moved my opinion quite a bit in the direction of considering to eventually do this someday now the question is will i ever have the funds that's another question that's another story i'll try like i said if we can put a monorail group together i say we do it um but yeah um it sounds like some of my hesitations um were were not valid just just being uh, blatant about it and um is there anything else that i mean did we pretty much cover like uh everything you wanted to say about it or is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up here no i think we covered quite a bit i mean if people have questions you hit me up you know i'm i'm open book i mean i'm trying to be spoiler free so i apologize for all the vagueness i think i saw a question like what characters did i see um the ones i can i, I mean you've seen the ones that are in the battle scene um so you know who those are there's definitely Chewbacca, who's I mentioned already through this whole entire thing. There may or may not be, if you're a unique person, um, you might meet somebody within the force and has, you know, ears. We'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> can't say much beyond that. Um, but they also do a very good job establishing unique characters that are on the ship that are the, these are the different people you interact with. Like they're just, new characters that you may not have any experience with um but you find out a lot about them which is really cool like they have very deep backstories and, and whatnot yeah that's awesome well i'm telling you you've you've done a great job like really laying this out in a way that to me it, it makes it a lot more understandable um like what what you can expect when you do the experience and honestly you've done a great sale job i I, I'm not going to say that I'm like looking for reservations right now, but but maybe soon. I don't know. Um, but Nate, I you know what? You've been awesome. This has been so much fun. And uh, obviously the force was with us tonight. We've had a great time. Before we wrap up, let's let people know one more time where they can find you on the internet. He's got his handle. If you're here on YouTube, you can see it under his name. It's Nate Bishop, but let people know what you're up to out there on the inter interwebs. Let's just say interwebs. We're going interwebs. I like interwebs. Well, that always works out well. 
No, but yeah, my handle on everything, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's just, it's Nate Bishop. Um, as far as that goes, you know, any questions you have regarding this, let me know. Anything regarding DVC, let me know. Disney, good bourbon, anything in between. I probably know it all when it comes to that kind of stuff. If you ask me about Barbies or something, I'll probably fail. But hey, you know what? I'll try my best and give you a good story. There you go. Thanks again, Nate. You have been awesome. I am going to send you to the green room now and I'll chat with you in a minute. But for now, we are going to wrap up the show. And I want to say thank you to all of you for being here tonight. This has been a lot of fun. You're, it's always a blast to talk to the people in the chat. And I hope we answered most of your questions. But now it's time to wrap it up for another week. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Nate telling us all about his adventures in the galaxy aboard the Halcyon, the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Star Wars Hotel. There's a lot of things we can call it. It's sort of like Spaceship Earth. There's a lot of names, but but by any other name, it still is sweet, right? I, I wonder, I, I hope we were able to answer a lot of your questions. It certainly answered a lot of questions for me tonight. And uh, who knows, you know, maybe, maybe we put together a little, a little, uh, a squad at some point, or maybe a few squads. We do a monorail outing. Let's do it. Um, we'll all pile into one room. I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, I'll sleep on the floor. I I'll, I'll definitely make that concession. If you guys want to pay my way, I'll sleep on the floor. Okay. Okay. I'm just telling you now. Okay. I'll do it. Well, thank you all so much for joining me again tonight. This has been a lot of fun, as it always is. For those of you who are listening later on your uh, on your podcast apps, you're missing out on such a good time here on Tuesday night. I encourage you to do it. The other things you can do, you can join our Facebook community. That is the Passholder Lounge podcast community on Facebook. Join us there. We also have a Discord where we chat all week long. We just chat it up. We talk about what's going on in the parks, and we also talk about meetups that are coming up. In fact, we're doing one this Sunday at SeaWorld. We're going to go do the Seven Seas Food Fest, and we're going to go see Ludacris, and it is going to be Ludacris, I would assume. It's going to be a good time. I hope to see some of you there. But until I either see you there or talk to you next week, I hope that you have a nice night. By the way, I didn't tell you the word tonight. Sabak! The word was sabak. We didn't go full sabak. But I'm going to go full sabak right now. I'm going to take a shot out of this shot glass. And I guess next week that means i got to take three. I love you all so much. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. I'm going to save you a seat. I hope to see you here next week right here in the Passholder Lounge. Cheers, friends. Bye-bye.